Oh, you. I'm not editing it. Screw it. It's there. <laughs> Welcome to Motor Cult episode 26. I'm Eric Berger, and the man you heard first was my co host, Ryan Sinetsky. Hi. This is really weird having talked first. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Anyway. Hello, welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, we've got a guest in the house today. We've got Matt DeRuce. Hello. Matt DeRuce Racing. Matt DeRuce Racing, yeah. Yeah, man. It's official if I say it that way. Okay. And we... then Tucker's back as Peanut Gallery. Yes. And uh, we are still drinking the same beer because <laughs> Spotted Cow deserves two episodes. It is delicious. And Tucker brought enough of them for two episodes. Yeah, so thank we're going to go Tucker. ahead and do that. So, Matt. Hello. Thanks for coming on. Thanks oh, for having me. Yeah. Before we start we're to make questions it. with him, I do need to make an addendum. Okay. Two episodes ago. I said the best looking Datsun prior to like all the Z cars and stuff was the DB6. Okay. I had to do some additional research to make sure I was right. It was the Datsun DB series. It's a toss up between the DB4 and the DB6. They were kind of the same thing. The DB4 technically was the one that looked the best, but the DB6 had a four speed instead you know, of three speed transmission. I'm really glad you came out and said this because I was going to correct you, but yeah. I just felt so, so bad. I, I, I needed to. I'm sorry. No, anyway, Matt, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? We're glad you finally made it down. So I'm um, glad I remembered to come. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. It, it was on your calendar, so yeah. it was good. Um, so we typically start off with beer. You're drinking, looks like some delicious coffee. Yep. Nice. Is it from the, one of the Twin Caribous? Yes. Excellent. The drive through one. Yeah. This oh. Twin Caribou. Oh, did you use the drive through across the street? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Dude, you're a true American. I like barely it. made it through there in my truck. Oh, yeah. Duramax, yeah. what's up? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Ryan and I are drinking Spotted Cow. You're drinking coffee. Um, so you pulled up in a Duramax Chevy pickup. Yep. GMT 900? Is that right? What year is it? Oh, oh who wait. cares? It's yeah, a Duramax be... pickup. You know what it looks like. Anyway, <laughs> so is that your only car? It is my only moving vehicle at the time. Oh, okay. But you do have another vehicle, right? Yes. And that's the, the racing part of Matt Drews? the other, yeah. Okay. What's that? Yeah, what uh, is that? E46 M3. Nice. Oh, oh, cool. All right. So do you do DEs with it? Do you do competitive racing? Well, I bought it. So I bought the car to replace my Evo 8. Okay. And then at the time, I was just doing track day stuff, autocross, whatever, just sure. having fun. And then uh, I just, that was long in the tooth and then i just wanted something different we had an e36 as a chump car sure and uh-huh. i kind of just fell in love with bmw just the way they drove it it like they i felt it very well i yeah. felt at it's home a driving a bmw and the whole all-wheel drive thing wasn't for me even That's after fair. eight years That's I, totally finally, I finally realized that it wasn't what i wanted and finally drove a rear-wheel drive car a low power wheel drive car on yeah, the track buddy. and then uh i had never driven an e46 m3 and before i bought it okay and then that's quickly, you know, three years later, that's quickly snowballed into something completely different. So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, your car isn't like fully stock anymore. No, no. The that's first, like the first year, yeah, the first year and a half, I had blown coney yellows and yeah, a bunch of worn out bushings. And, and it was still funner than bun. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And now it's, yeah, it's. I was going to say, that thing, I don't have a photo of it to put up right now, but it's it's a pretty intense looking car. I mean, it's got like arrow, like I said, and it's it's not S54 powered anymore. Well, it's nothing powered right now, but yeah. Well, if you say it, what's, that's like glass What's going empty. into it? Well, so I do Grid Life Track Battle Time Attack, which yeah. is like a... Explain Grid Life to us. Grid yeah. Life, it's like Proving Grounds, but not trashy. It's proving Grounds that doesn't <laughs> suck. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Grid Life is in their... Fi- this is their fifth year. Yeah. It started basically as a spawn of West Michigan Honda meet. 
Yeah. So no, I, I've in in uh, Gingerman Raceway in Michigan. Yeah, I've Chris, the guy that runs it. Yeah, Chris Stewart. Real, yeah, Chris Stewart. Really cool yeah, guy. Dude, he's awesome. The guy's got the best collection of cars. He's got like a <laughs> like an '88 CRX SIR with like so's a ZC in it and yep. a um, a Honda Street K van. Yep. Like yeah, a really cool that, guy. That's yeah. his like pit vehicle at the yeah. tra- at the events. <laughs> I love yeah. that. So uh, I can't make the picture any bigger. I'm sorry, guys. Like the first, like this is the fifth year of of grid life and it's just exploded it's went from the one single well, I was event say, it used to be gingerman only it's right? it's went to that one f- one single event uh then there were like three events two years ago yeah last year and this year are five events wow with two festivals jesus so the yeah, festivals north are, and the south yeah right? gingerman yeah, and north Atlanta. Atlanta are the festivals and then there's three just like hpd slash time attack events in between that's amazing so of the the north the grid life north series which track is your favorite is it gingerman is it mid-ohio is it Autobahn's pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah. I haven't done that one. Autobahn's I would super love to. Fun. Like, they're all different. Like, you know, Road Atlanta and Mid Ohio have, you know, they're like the Halo tracks. Like, you know, they're pro series. I've never yeah. tried Mid Ohio. Is that a fast track? Like, yeah. Road Atlanta? It's really technical, though. Okay. Yeah. Know. It's all probably crash. Yeah. Lots of elevation. <laughs> um, but I mean, we got everything from, you know, little club tracks like Gingerman and Autobahn yeah. all the way to Mid Ohio and Road Atlanta now. I was going to say, and it's. I heard grumblings of Road America maybe adding to uh, the North Series. God, so la- please, last year, go to that one. last year, maybe the year before, they just did an HPD there. Okay, and then so I don't, no no competition, n- no. just the track day. Yeah. Okay. And but that's not on the calendar this year. But yeah, maybe then they do year. also do a HPD at uh, Black Hawk. Okay. So okay. on the competitive events, how many classes are there, and what class do you run in? So it's just the uh, four four main classes that also have like subclasses for drivetrain, like all wheel drive, rear wheel drive, front wheel sure. drive, okay. and then my car is in street mod, which is like the second one up. So does that let you take the interior out or no? It's like if you you can have interior out from like the C pillar or B pillar back. Okay. Um, but since I have a four point roll bar in there, I have a lot more removed because sure. it's just impossible to. Put like rear seats and stuff back in. Well, you definitely wouldn't want to sit in a rear seat with a half cage. Yeah, car. yeah, it gets a little dangerous. Yeah, <clears throat> okay. But uh, yeah, it's just the lowest class is just super simple bolt-ons, and everything's okay. really the two bottom classes are really tire limited to any more more than anything else. Okay. So two hundred treadwear street tires and two eighty-five wide tires all around, and all-wheel drive guys are stuck with two fifty. Oh, interesting. They limit yep. you on section. Do they limit you on weight or anything? Or no. no? Okay. Or power. Oh. So See. the the running joke this year say, is that square two eighty five two hundred treadwear tires would be a good level of yeah, grip. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> but uh, like the the running joke this year is uh, there were guys that were going to build thousand horsepower cars and come kick everyone's ass in street mod. But sure, we've yet to see that happen. <laughs> I was going to say, has that happened? No, no. no. <laughs> I was bored on. Well, I don't know if I was that bored, but I was on a YouTube tangent a couple nights ago, and I found a Grid Life North video from like last year or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and it was focusing on. Uh, not your class, unfortunately. I did see Spaz in there. Yep, yep. And there they, was like an S2000, and then there was a, uh, an STI or something. Yep, that was the, I'm guessing that was the Gears and Gasoline videos. Uh, it wasn't that. It wasn't as well produced. It was just oh, some dude. okay. Yeah, the, so, yeah, Gears and Gasoline on YouTube, if, if, if you guys want to find them, like, they just produce some really awesome stuff. And they kind of just started doing their own thing. Like, okay. just making, like, just making car videos, like... That people, you know, they thought people would want to watch. And right. Then, I actually, yeah, I, so right I, when they first quit their day jobs and went full time, yeah. I started watching it a little yep. bit more. And I even sent them a message. I'm like, hey, man, if you ever want to. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think they're in, me. <laughs> yeah, they're out east somewhere, like uh, Virginia. I think. Yeah, I'm sure it's limited. You know, it's prohibitive of yep. geography. Yeah. So, that's Sorry. what we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that kind of explains, you know, your vehicles and who you are. But we do have a couple other standardized questions, <laughs> and there there are right and wrong answers for the next two. But this one's kind of an overarching theme: is do you prefer a fast car driven slowly, or do you prefer a slow car driven quickly? I guess what's the application? Nope, there isn't there's any follow-up. You have it's that, open-ended. That is your. It's open-ended, but again, there's, there's a, a correct wrong answer. answer so. There's a correct answer. This is basically just weeding out guests to make sure that they're okay to continue on with the slow podcast. car driven fast. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Cool. And then the second one, since you did two in a row and I got Tucker's last time, I'll do this one too. But <laughs> okay, cool. I call this the Mondial dilemma. So a few months ago, actually, it's probably more than that. Now it's probably six months ago. I was in San Diego visiting some friends, and I uh, found, or I was forwarded rather, a 1984 Ferrari Mondial hardtop with no engine or transmission for 6500 bucks. Blue Speedline wheels. And I wanted it, but I was unfortunately leaving, and I was on an airplane, so I couldn't buy it at the time, and it's since sold. But the Mondial Dilemma touches on, if you had this car sitting in your driveway, what engine and transmission would you put in it that is not the original is a manual, and to stipulate, you could put an engine on a transmission with an adapter plate as long as it's commercially available, but it has to be transverse. It can't be longer than a four-slash-eight-cylinder engine. You can't cut sheet metal. It's a tough question. So, I mean, ponder it a little bit, but basically it's a transverse four-six- or eight-cylinder or a rotary <laughs> on we've, a manual we've heard transaxle. A lot of, yeah, I, I we've said, heard I some said interesting rotary, answers. So. We've heard... 4G's, K-Series. Toyota V6 with a supercharger. Supercharged Toyota V6. (laughs) Obligatory LS swap. Which is no longer allowed. I'm I'm, I'm dropping that as a rule now. (laughs) Who would LS LS. swap something? (laughs) Terrible idea. But yeah, what would you you go with? Like my first thought was K-Swap. Which is totally acceptable. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know. Which but is, we've heard a couple different renditions of K-Swap, too. We've heard, like, so Super NA K24 we should build. Also we've heard, explain. like, Turbo K20 build. You hear Ferrari, you go, it's got a lot of power. It, it doesn't. Well, it just doesn't. Yeah. It's got 244 horsepower. <laughs> right, right. It's an extremely attainable amount of power. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, you can I get mean, that out of pretty much any modern engine. Like, yeah. S- stock, like, yeah, the stock K24 puts out nearly that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. if you get a K2024. Like, 180 or something? No. Stock K24 for yeah. a good one? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And Get, then, yeah, because the guys are like way more, yeah. putting like cams and like. Oh, yeah. You can make them do 300 plus NA, yeah. but I mean, I'm talking like a stock application for like a K24 and an Accord or something or a TSX. Like, it'd those be, cars it'd don't... be a TSX type S. Yeah. And no, those. Like those 15, maybe. I don't know. Mondial wouldn't weight a ton, would it? No, it's 2,800 no. pounds, I think. Yeah. It weighs yeah. less than a TSX. I mean, it would be a heaviest chassis for a stock K, but I mean. You can get the right one, or you can do a K23 Turbo. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Out of an RDX, which is That's the such only an interesting ex- engine to me. It, it was such a stopgap engine for like but one I just, year. I still of don't know why crossover. you don't see them installed in swap cars. I don't. Because they're Does rare. Does Honda not work on those? No, they 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 do. It's just it's a very rare it's engine. Not, they sold a ton of RDXs and people. Yeah, but it was optional that you didn't always get standard that. It was not, it was not standard. What was the stock motor on an RDX? Twenty K twenty four. Really? Yeah. I've never seen a non turbo first gen RDX. Yeah, the first gen RDX actually the majority of them were non turbo. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right then. So that is so. Which K series? <laughs> and what would you do to it? Nothing. 
just, just okay, the stock so I mean, it's, it's a Ferrari, so you want to make so, it reliable, right? So yeah. you're saying Ideally. it's, it's going to be a K-series, so I can only imagine a K20A2, which is 160 horsepower yeah. EP3 engine. <laughs> <laughs> The standard RSX engine, or you could even the like, base if you, model and if you RSX, wanted a V6, yeah. just put a J series in it. That actually can't go. Cool. J is worse J. than the 3MZ. It is, but I mean, it's still a cool engine, and it does have a good aftermarket yes. to it. I just, I, I know that those are 24 valve, but the fact that they're single overhead cam just pisses me off. I, I'm not worried about the single overhead cam. I think what it no, it's not an is issue. I just, I don't it like it. It shares, reason. it shares the uh, the single runner out the cylinder head exhaust thing. That I hate that. Mm. It always sounds like shit. I just don't like the J. I know it's a good <laughs> engine, but I don't. Like uh, what Randy said, he would use the first gen NSX, the C. That's that's the C30. That was, I think I that's like, a cool engine. I think I liked that more than my original answer. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> might. I'm still sticking to my TRD supercharged Camry engine, but that's man, uh, NSX engine in a Mondial. So maybe. a K a K twenty four twenty. Yeah. yeah, or K twenty twenty four, I guess. K twenty cylinder head. And it would rev high. 24 yeah. block. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can make those like over square and make them rev even higher. <laughs> like, it'd just be a hilarious engine. So it would be an odd noise fair. coming from a Mondial. I'll say that. That'd be a, a great <laughs> odd noise. <laughs> All right. So we've gotten through that. Um, well, I think we should move on to news stories. Um, and as such, we are living in the Twilight Zone right now. Um, Is that like the outer limits? No, it's this this world where things that like the movie should Twilight. not happen happen. It's like the TV show from the nineteen sixties, uh, because Toyota I wasn't alive then. Toyota, the brand that yes, gives you Toyota. the washing machine, which is the Toyota Camry. And they make actually most of their product are various levels and sizes of washing machines. Yes, and the the Rav Four, which is a fantastic refrigerator, um, except it looks worse. They won Le Mans. Le Mans. Le Mans. But they won it. Like, yeah, it good just, for them. Uh, no, I don't think I understand. Toyota fucking won Le Mans. Yeah, I know. They've like They've never, never done that, before. Done that yeah, ever. Know, They've been trying so hard. Dude, I not know. Not only did they win that, they won I it. I understand the significance. On, I still don't You're not care. done. The 86th running. The Toyota 86. Someone oh, just killed me 86. now. Eh? Anyway, I'm done. <sighs> uh, no, it's actually really cool. Um, oh, sweet God. So it was, uh, they also had... It was 900 and how many horsepower of their car? Yeah, like 986 or something. 80, 86? So, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah! Anyway, so... Now the shoe's on the other foot. It's true. It's Yeah, it's 986. Wow, there's even more connections. It's a conspiracy. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I should have just said nothing. No, all right. So the uh, what's also really cool is the driver that actually drove oh, the Toyota race car across the finish line was like a local kid from mm-hmm. Hachi City, which is where it's also known as Toyota City, yep. um, which is really cool. So then uh, um, I italicized all the 86s in our notes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was actually their 20th attempt at Milan's, which is great. So what's, uh, what's really cool here um, is that they're also going to take their Le Mans car and put it into production. Which is really cool, I think. They're just going to put some turn signals on and call it good? Basically, That's yes. That's pretty neat. They're changing the... Are they going to call it a Supra? No. Oh. They're actually making it like the Toyota... I, I don't know what they're going to call it. But no, they're actually going to make it into a production vehicle. Um, and it's I guess this would be like the Gazoo Racing Super Sport is going to be the name or something like that. Gazoo Racing? Gazoo Racing. It's a... I, I, 
Don't know where it comes from. The only thing I can think of... Is that the buzzy mouth music machine? No, it's a kazoo. But yeah. I think guzu is the automatopoeia of like a car driving past, and like the Doppler effect. Like, oh. I've, I've yeah. never known where it comes from either. I, I so. think that's the only thing yeah. I can think of because that does not translate to anything in Japanese. <laughs> um, if so, they could just put that into production, but use a bunch of the Bozuzuku style while they do it, that'd be great. That'd be super tight. Like just if, put like really much bigger arrow on it that doesn't work. Make and it giant exhaust. Make it look like a Ooh. super silhouette Supra. Yes. <laughs> That'd be perfect. And then uh, I'll put some Tommy Kayara graphics on the side. <laughs> they actually, uh, if you click on one of the links towards the bottom, um, the second one the, uh, from Japanese Nostalgia Car, yeah, that one. Um, if you click on that one, you'll actually show you what the production model is going to look like. It's going to look basically like the normal. Sorry, Le Mans my computer is struggling super hard. It's all right. Uh, so you don't pronounce the last S on Le Mans. The what? The last S on Le Mans. Le Mans. Or the N. Apparently, Le Mans. Oh, okay. Unless it's a it's a uh, French thing. Unless it's a mid nineteen eighties General Motors product. Then it's a called, Le Mans, which is a Pontiac Jeez. Le Mans. <laughs> Le Mans, Le Mans Turbo. But Ugh. what's uh, what's super cool about it is uh, this is going to be a uh, twin turbo hybrid V six. Uh, Ooh ah, that is them winning. That's not the one where they released the car. I wonder if that has Denso spark plugs in it. I can almost guarantee it. Nice. Oh, I like the light-up numbers on the side. Do you should cool. get those for your car. Yes. If we race at night, we might. Anyway, you should throw. You, don't up, race you at should night? throw up no. the other. No. You should throw up the other picture that they have yeah. burger what? of the car. You should throw up the other picture that they Is have. That the other car. link. Yes, it's the other link, the one you're supposed to click on. You said yes when I hovered over this one. You were hovering over the one that I was talking about. Ah, you're a bastard. But anyway, uh, no, like they've always come like super close. Um, and like, there's actually like last year they would have won, except they got uh, not. They had a penalty because somebody from like the pit, like from not even the pit crew, but just some fan came up and gave the driver a thumbs up, and they got they got a fine for that. But anyway, that's a production version right there, uh, which looks pretty sick. It looks like a lot cooler version. Is the of front a Ford splitter going to have two yellow plastic covers on it that you can leave on? No, like the Hellcat. No, because the C Toyota is a tasteful company okay made for tasteful people that like 986 horsepower twin turbo all-wheel drive hybrid hybrid cars i just think it's really cool toyota's like made a complete 180 from where they were like five years reminds me of a modern mustang it kind of does doesn't it i Mm -hmm. to me it works i think it works i'm i'm kind of just like the honeycomb back end grill thing yeah it's it's kind of an 80s thing so i like that um and i'm just really happy that toyota doesn't suck and actually their reasoning for putting it into production is really interesting because we can basically it's yeah that's basically the end of it but um they're uh let's see here I, I can't find the exact quote but the two line didn't read version was the um, i love that version <laughs> the this the guy that's behind the production that gets head of kazoo racing is Toyota wants to make sure that we're making exciting cars as we're going into a new era of automobiles where hybrids are going to be considered the least efficient vehicles on the road in 30 years. And Toyota wants to make sure that even like hybrid and electric cars. I think they're already the least efficient cars. Well, yeah, they're saying we want all of these cars to be exciting for everyone. 
They're just trying to handle the nobody having sex with each other problem in Japan, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Trying to Which pick up I ladies. am totally okay with. Hmm. And the uh, safety drive condom campaign that they did for the last 30 years in Japanese motorsport I'm really worked glad I don't know too what that damn is. well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, wow, yeah. That, that digression was my fault. <clears throat> So anyway, I just think that's gonna be really tight. I'm really excited. Toyota's <laughs> no, that's a props the, to the, them mo- for the most boring co- car if company. If it happens, yeah. Well, no, I mean that's once Gazoo Racing says they're gonna do something, they do it. They said they were gonna come out with a 200 horsepower Yaris, and then they made it. How many of these units are they gonna make of the production? They have racer? not said yet. Are they like a homologation thing, or are they just gonna make whatever? I think they're gonna make whatever, knowing Toyota. Okay. Because they're gonna put the money. If they're gonna take the time to actually make it, they're gonna make whatever. Probably they're gonna call it like the Rav 86. Yeah, pro- I hope so. That'd be hilarious. Um, I just think it's really cool that the most boring America. car company is like leading the charge to make sure that there aren't boring cars everywhere. Yeah. I do. And Akito Toyota being amazing. That's not who I would have expected. I do have to, to be though. honest about the whole Toyota winning thing. Yeah. Is that they won by, not, te- they, by technicality. Well, so. <laughs> yeah. They're not competing against Audi and Porsche. Yes. Oh. And okay. they didn't shoot themselves in the foot for once. Yeah, finally. But yeah. they finally got their shit together. I'm just happy yeah. that they won. Yep. Like, they had to really level the, the playing field for Toyota, but Toyota fucking won. <laughs> yeah. Something, something, um, tortoise in the hair. Exactly, know. yeah. <laughs> tortoise in the hair. Uh, um, oh, man. Yeah, I am, assume it's not going to have a manual transmission, but whatever. I'm just going to ignore that fact so I can like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, in my heart, I'm going to tell myself that there's going to be a six-speed coming in it, and I just, I'll be prepared to be wrong. I just got told that in the new building over there at the Motorplex, there's a guy with a full CNC machine shop and laser scanner. I'm like, oh, I really need him to look at Blubsky. Yeah, you so probably like, should. With technology like that becoming more and Go more knock prominent, doors. just buy one of those Rav 86s and six-speed swap it. Well, that way that way you don't have to... Um, I like that to be its nickname. It's a Rav 86. I'm going to call it the Rav 86. Yeah, I'm, that's going to be my nickname for it, too, on <laughs> Japanese Salter Car. You made a thing. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Heard it here on Motor Cup first, folks. Yes, you did. <laughs> Well, I'm just, uh, I, you know, with, that's cool. You're, uh, there's a guy down the road that actually has a CNC machine, so now you can try and, like, just get a manual transmission that works. I know. Supposed to try and like, find I a have a spare engine, spare transmission, spare clutches, all the stuff. I just need somebody to. Something to make it work. So you're not, you're not going to be going out and, like, having your heart broke on Craigslist. Some people no. mislist mis- a car as being a manual. Dude. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to. Okay. We're yeah. talking about this. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, We've all been there, right? We've all been looking for used cars on Auto Trader Car Gurus. We're looking for a manual transmission. We click on the sort by manual price lowest. Start clicking away, and the first we'll say thirty to seventy percent of the results are automatics, almost exclusively, mm-hmm. and yes. not even just cars that are like paddle shift or manual only as the two options. But I'm talking like full blown auto with like no manual shift. shift. Yeah, like column like shifts. They're listed as manual. How does this happen? How have they and not? I been make a point on it? every single time. I always make a point to call that person up. And ask them questions about the clutch on the car. And it's not even just <laughs> private parties. It's dealerships. I know. Too. I actually find dealerships defend more yeah. often than private yeah. parties they, on that. They have the ability to decode the VIN and straight up say, yes, this is an automatic. Or I, yes, think that, manual, I think they're just they trying to get it, it listed in more places. Because they probably have the same listing made as an automatic and, version. Yeah. And I haven't looked for like a boring car that offers both to see if it's that common on a boring car. Because it a lot is. of the stuff I oh, look it for, it's like, well, I mean, the stuff I'm looking for, the manuals are worth more. 
No, so like I get why they would try to list their. If you're looking automatic. for a Camry, it happens all the time because manual Camrys are cool. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they are. <laughs> but there have been a few times where I've been looking for one, and somebody's like, "Yeah, no, it's manual." I'm like, "There's definitely two pedals." They go, "Yeah, but you can manually go down to first and then second and then drive." I'm like, "That's not fucking manual." You no clutch, no manual. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I was shopping for Mister Wags, it was it wasn't thirty to seventy percent. It was one hundred percent. For about three months. Yeah. Well, the thing is, that's, I found one that's as aggravating as call for price. It's oh, like God. you're making a fucking Yeah, then my sort by the... price thing doesn't work either. Yeah. Because they, they're, or when people they're put like a different part. Or when people put like 56 for their price or something. Like it oh, used that's to work. the down payment dollar amount. Oh, you, I, like, you, it used to work where I could just type in like eight, and that will just clear all that out. And yeah. now I got these people that are like, oh, it's 56,000. Well, I'm like, why is it even here? I, nobody's going to actually like the look call for that. price thing doesn't bother me as much on cars. It does still, but sometimes you can get deals doing that. What it really bothers me on is searching for used auto parts. Yes. That's like, annoying. I'm never going to call your shop and figure out that you want twice as much as every other yard. But like, there's probably a few out there that do the call for price and they're like reasonable people that'll take an offer or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really just care. Put, just put down a price. price. Yeah. But You're out there price. listing it. You can see the other yards and what they're charging. Exactly. Just pick a number. It doesn't matter. Um, or one thing I ran into months ago, well, about six months ago when I was shopping for the Mazda. I was putting in my price limit of 900 or so. I kept getting dealers listing 399 or, you know, 499 yep. Down yep. payment amounts. Like, yes. Why? That's so why? stupid. Craigslist really took a hit when they started letting dealers do that kind of spam. Well, now you got Facebook Marketplace, which is uh, much that, better. It's, it's not. It's, I, it's still trash. I've never had anything sell or even like get proper inquiries. And I think the main reason is I've I, had, don't, I've I don't have good, Facebook Messenger. Okay, that's why. That's 100% why. Mm-hmm. Because I've bought more cars successfully off of Craig's, or Facebook than I have Craigslist and more parts and sold more stuff Well, I sold Facebook. my Boxster on Craigslist this morning, so... Good for you. Um... <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, anyway, that misslist things is just it's dude. Stupid. Those are the big ones. Like the manual transmission misslist, though. I deal with that every time I buy a car, it's except so for the five hundred e. There's only one option. <laughs> I should have looked to see if some of those you were should, listed as manual. Back when, you're buying, <laughs> when we were buying Jana, uh, no, they are because I was on um, Toro oh trying to find Turo. a rent, uh, Turo, whatever. Toro makes weird weed whackers. I don't care because <laughs> I'm not going to use them anyway. Because um, I was on Turo uh, trying to find Fuck it, let's go rent, with Toro. Whatever. A rental car from when we were in yeah. California. Were you looking and, for Yaris? No, I was looking at like, I don't know, Probably whatever the fuck I wanted. Yeah, actually, but I couldn't find any with a manual. But uh, no, there was a 500E as listed as a manual transmission. Oh, yeah. And there was no flag button. I couldn't just flag it for admins. I was so mad. But, but so you I'm see, not going to be using Turo. You, but you it see, doesn't you manually, have a transmission. I know it doesn't. You manually select the direction you want to go. Correct. That's stupid. So. It's a motivation selector. Oh, anyway, I found, I found that uh, quote from uh, Gazoo Racing President Shideki Tomoyama. Okay. I, for whatever reason, put at the bottom of our notes. But <laughs> word for word, he said... As the automotive industry is per- approaching a an era of big changes, we will continue our passion for making cars that are truly exciting. No matter how electronics and digital technology will continue to transform vehicles, we will make sure that our cars will not become un- just another com- uh, commodity. And I present to you the Toyota RAV86. Yeah, that's really cool that that's to- a person from Toyota saying that, where literally their cars have been commodities 
four years. Mm-hmm. And I'm yep. really happy that this is the direction that Toyota's going. Because uh-huh. when Toyota gets shit right, they get it right. They always get shit right. They just don't make interesting stuff that often. That's not getting it right. Last time they got it right was when the Celica was in production. No. The, the A86. Or no. not the, the, the Toyota 86. That's, yeah, but they got I'm, that right. No, Toyota between the Celica GT. and the 86 coming out, there was that huge gap where the most exciting car they had was a Corolla S. No, the oh, XRS. Yeah. The, the XRS said the, the Matrix XRS. XRS. That, that got canned the same year as the XRS went to the 2AZ, the 2.4. Oh, really? Mm. Okay, so, yeah, so you might have a point. Uh, yeah, they didn't make anything. Yeah. They they kind of had like a I, shit can era. Like, I don't think that the Corolla S was the most interesting thing. Well, I think like the Land Cruiser with the five seven <laughs> is probably the most. Yeah, interesting that is. Thing but it, it's if still, you ask them at the auto show, you know where their sports cars were, they pointed at the Corolla S. That's true, but I mean, like that's the thing. Is, Although the Camry V six is fast as shit. Yeah, well, but, the new but one, yeah. still, that's the thing. Yeah. That was that era, 06 plus. Yep. That two GRFE. The last <laughs> the last fifteen years for Toyota has kind of been a malaise. Yeah, yep. so Tucker they're, probably they're, them. they're getting out of it. Mm. <laughs> Toyota doesn't love them. Okay. Toyota's like malaise breaker was the 8.6. Yeah, and that is a great there. car. And I Akito really, really like the Toyota Baru. Akito Toyota, Shigeti Tomoyama, people like that being in Toyota, awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy about that. I think so, my names need more syllables. Yes, you do. Getting back to the whole transmission thing. Yeah. Have you looked for E46 M3s with six speeds at all? Sure have. And how many of those were SMGs? <laughs> a lot all of them it's so painful it was probably 60 or 70 yeah. percent yeah and the first thing you notice is that the price was unreasonably low and then you're like ah, it's got to be an smg and you know the, nine times the out weirdest thing is when you find a six-speed car and the price is unreasonably low you have to figure out what's wrong with it <laughs> yeah it's like, also true okay what's wrong with the engine yeah. and or the subframe yeah yeah, yeah try, oh, oh, it's a flood car. Oh, it's a prior salvage. Yep. Okay. Trying to find Janus car for record mm-hmm. with a manual is just impossible. And there were so many of them that were just either automatics or totally clapped out. And they're, need... like, they're like, hey, it's got a snap. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't drive it. It's got a snap timing belt. Oh, you didn't feel it necessary to write that. Like, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, it takes a, you have to be motivated to find this car. Because, yeah, like, I, you do. Like, legitimately, I had to search every day on, like, the big three auto sites for three months before I found mm-hmm. one manual wagon. <laughs> and then I, I found Mr. Wags, but like the price was too high. So I just kept searching. And then I happened to keep searching and they dropped the price like four grand on a day. Perfect. So I called them that morning, put a deposit down. And by the Done. time I got out there, they're like, you got here just in the nick of time. That's like, great. We got like 75 calls on that car the day we dropped the price. That's hilarious. Like, oh. Well, now it's mine. So, so hey, uh, why don't you pull up the links to the World Cup of Cars? While you're okay. doing that, I have another news topic I think we should talk about. Okay. Um, the Audi, the CEO of Audi got arrested in Ooh, Munich yeah. for Dieselgate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, he was like, um, Rupert Stradler is his name. He literally got, like, put in handcuffs yep. and then put in the back of the police car, which ironically was a BMW 3 Series diesel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite oh. part of the whole story. Um, but, yeah, no, that that makes, well, like, number 100 for people. Dude, like Volkswagen. The ones we know about, it's a I lot. don't think there's anybody left working in, like, Volkswagen corporate offices. It's just a ghost town oh. with, like, a janitor and, like, a receptionist. And just, <laughs> yeah, everybody else is in jail. And, like, she, Lots like, of scapegoats. Yeah, scapegoat exactly. Scapegoat department. Um, but, okay, uh, I wanted to do that while we were pulling up our... I will go to the Changji Ideal first. Which is actually made in Uruguay. It's the only Uruguayan uh, auto manufacturer. Oh. And it's called the EFA Ideal. 
or the effing ideal. Oh, really? Regardless, it looks like that. And uh, I was going to say you that are Chengji. If you are on the pot, or if you are on the podcast and on the video, it kind of looks like a cross between a Mazda MPV and a Toyota Prius, no. and then made like it's a Yaris crossed with a Kia Soul. Kind of. Well, actually, I'd say a Kia Rondo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's not good looking. Oh, and it's got like Tata Nano wheels and door handles. Yeah, and uh, massive, massive pillars. And the panel gaps are. Um... Horrendous about Tesla quality. I was wondering yeah. if it had already yeah. been in a wreck. <laughs> maybe it has. I don't know. This one, maybe. I don't know. This but... is the representative photo globally of this vehicle. Yeah. Though, so so that might God. be brand new. If you, uh, it, the thing is, I usually like small cars because they're usually more fun to drive and you can usually get like good visibility out of them. This one has horrible visibility and does not look fun to drive at all. Yeah. That's the EFA. Huh. Yeah. That is awful looking. Uh, anyway, so the EFA ideal is the sole representative of the Uruguayan car manufacturing community. Um, and uh, Oh, that one's a 1.6. That's a, that's, a high-spec model. That's, oh, it's got the rear wiper even. Wow. Yeah, it's got a rear wiper and everything. That's just not Tinted a glass. good car. Wow, that person spent some money. Probably at least 4000 US. I feel like, actually, another good way to describe it is some, the per, if they took the person that designed the Toyota Echo and had them design my Mazda 5, Yeah, that's what that would be. And give them a much smaller budget. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure that car has like a 2 out of 5 crash, tower, crash test rating. I bet it's a 1 star. It's got to be like somewhere yeah. in there. Like it, it's, it's the the new Euro NCAP standards and stuff like that, like with the small front overlap, it's super easy to get a 1 star. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, anyway. Well, tell me about this thing. This other one the is NSU called Friends. the Nasser Ramses, which was a knockdown kit of an NSU Prince. Oh my God. So it's knockdown versus knockdown. It's Chang He Ideal versus NSU Prince. Uh, the NSU Prince is actually kind of a cool car, though. Uh, I mean, we were talking about cool engine names in the last episode. I think we got to talk about cool car names because these yeah. are all very unique. <laughs> very unique. What was the North Korean uh, Mercedes 190? Uh, that is the. Oh, God, I'm going to get this totally Sorry to wrong. put you on the spot. Chang uh, oh, He, I think. I don't remember. Quang Chang, I think. I actually think it was Quang Chang 88. Yeah. It's like the Quang Chang right. 88. Yeah. It, it, that was, that was a boy. What a fabulous knockout. <laughs> uh, I wonder you'd pronounce that. Oh, Kang Sang 88. Kang That's Sang. what it was. Okay. The Kang Sang. I was really close. Yeah, man. Actually. What a fabulous machine. I can't wait until the 25-year-old gets that bad boy in the country. It, it is available. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's over 25, dude. Okay. Well, as soon as we establish diplomacy or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm most excited about. Is I want to trying to, to find get... parts at an O'Reilly for a Kang Seng 88 <laughs> and not I need them... a 190 E 2.3 part, but I need it to be made shittier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, if it's if it's made to Mercedes quality, it probably won't fit. Yeah, so, probably not. Uh, the NSU Prince actually had a racing pedigree in the 1960s. It was. It looks like an athletic beast. That one. That is the first gen. You gotta go down to the uh, NSU Prince four. Uh, a little bit further down, one after that, after that, that one. Yes. That looks like a mini Corvair it mixed ca- with an does. Opel Cadet. However, the NSU Prince 4 had a version called the NSU TT, which did win a Marathon de la Route in 1964. Nobody remembers wow. that it won Marathon de la Route, which was 24 hours of um, the Nürburgring. But um, no- nobody remembers that it won because... The Mazda Cosmo Rotary was in that race oh. and finished. 
<laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and even though it didn't even get on the podium, that took all the headlines. Yeah. So nobody remembers that there were two NSU Prince TTs and a Porsche 911 that actually won. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> you, you know, We've made a rotary engine that works. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of, actually? What? An Amphicar without the rough cut. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that kind of does. So yeah. Maybe that's what it's loosely based on. Which car do you think is the better car? The NSU Prince Ooh, 4 as The Chengji Ideal, I think, might get my vote. I, I kind of want to vote for the Ideal just because it's hilarious. I, I, I'm going with the Prince. So we need you to be. Oh, are we gonna have a tie, or is it gonna? Is it gonna go to the I, Chang Chang ideal? I like. I the, mean the I mean, not I, the Chang Chang the Effa ideal. I like the Prins. The Prins. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, we need last one. Where's Shanna? Shanna. Shanna. We need you. <laughs> All right. Shanna's coming. Oh dear. Well, the other one. Looks, All right. So the we're other, doing the, the World Cup of Cars, honey. Okay. We need you to tell us. If the NSU Prins 4 right. is better than the Changxing or Ideal. Well, Alright, I mean, so that's the, that's also known as a, a Nasser Ramses, okay. which is a, the yeah. Egyptian car. And that's called a Effa Ideal. Man, I mean, what, what do you think I would pick? I don't know. They're both really cute, and I'd buy both of them for you. I think she'd buy the crappy old one. Yeah. The old one? Yep. yep. All right, so the NSU Prince wins, just barely wins. God, this is going to be a confusing bracket when it's all done. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's entirely based off of opinion. Nothing else. That's all the podcast is, as a medium. <laughs> as a medium, is just opinions. It's just opinions. It's a <laughs> miracle that anyone listens to these It's not even really much of an opinion. It's just an echo chamber. It, yeah. it really is. If well, we farted in here, it would be... We have uh, created an echo chamber, and I'm okay oh. with that. But, oh, man. All yeah. right. I think, did you want to do interesting engineering or did you have an Yeah, let's do all the interesting about? engineering. Then let's ask Matt about his E46 because there's yes. a few things about its future that I'd like to get from him firsthand. I just keep staring at that picture because that thing is awesome. <laughs> yeah, too bad you can't drive it right now. Yep. Do you want me to switch it back to the uh, Cheng Jeng ideal? <laughs> take, take oh, yeah, there we go. Now, now we're. Now that's a you want to race Makes that you want to go buy a Honda Fit. Hey, Honda, do you spec Honda fit Fits or whatever? Or not spec fit, but um, oh, what do they call it? Spec, spec B. B. Yeah, that. That'd be fun. Just like put a make a cheater one with a K series in it. Yeah, yeah, that one's really fast. Anyway, I want to talk about all-wheel drive versus four-wheel drive. Oh man, because people are idiots and think that those things are the same, and they're really hey, not. I I used to think the same thing. I didn't well, know you used to be an idiot. It's yep. fine. Corey apparently is still an idiot. He raised his hand. <laughs> Sound engineers are not intelligent people. We don't pay him very much. Anyway. I thought you didn't pay him at all. So there's there's a bunch of different ways you do all-wheel drive, but the, the gist and the crux of what separates those two systems is an all-wheel drive system has an open or limited slip center differential and always has an active power split to the front and rear axle, whereas four-wheel drive is an intermittent actuation between two and four and the center diff locks with a lever or electronic actuation. So four mm -hmm. wheels locked into it, all wheel switches around, right? Right. Okay. Well, you have to lock into, I'm four wheel drive now, I'm not four wheel drive now. A four wheel drive vehicle is either two wheel drive or it is a locked center differential four wheel drive. All wheel drive is always it just, in- It moves power around, but always has power going to right. four yep. wheels, yeah. Okay. And on an all wheel drive car, 
with uh, a typical one with three open diffs and no electronic control, it is possible to have one wheel mm -hmm. off the ground and have zero torque yep. delivery to the yes, ground. That's true. Like a Honda CRV. Yeah. Yep. Or like the time I had that X5 and my front right axle popped out of my diff on the highway. And, and the I lost whole car all drive. stopped. <laughs> and then it like clunked back in when I was decelerating. It was really terrifying. I bet. But anyway, it's not a very long topic, but I wanted to talk about that. So yeah. there you go. That, that is the difference between all-wheel drive and well, four-wheel drive. That is good to know. Well, and I always kind of, well, yeah, we went over it's selectable. Like Matt's truck pulls up. He's yeah. in two-wheel drive. Yep. But he can, you know, I'm assuming push a button. Nope, it's two-wheel drive. Oh, it's only two wheel. Yeah, I got a yes. correct truck. Wow, for pulling. Yeah, man, just yeah. for pulling. That's right. It's not a toy. Anyway, Much better to maintain. Probably better fuel economy. Probably steers better. Assuming it was anyway, four, <laughs> if, it, if it had been a four wheel drive model, you'd you know push a button or if it's a work. Truck what do you do trip. in your truck, Tucker? Um, nothing Get because naked. I've rear wheel drive and oh weird, a correct truck and an open diff in the rear. Boom. All right, Matt. So, I want to talk hey, about your 46. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. So I, we, it doesn't really fit that well into the standard questions at the beginning. So it's your fine. car, we alluded to the fact that, I mean, something has changed potentially and why it's not driving. Oh. It wasn't because the S54 let go. No. So what I do with the car, time yeah. attack. Yes. Attack the time. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. Slow down. Power is unlimited. Like, okay. it, it's really outlaw type racing but the rule stipulates at least in grid life is you yeah have so there's plus minus usually yeah right? within the group you run in like whether it's nasa time trial or even global time attack the lower classes have rules against certain we don't fraternize with the lower classes yeah the well the, i'm in the lower class it's only a second up oh, of shit. the four anyway right. uh, i guess we are too like there's only so much you can do to the engine that includes engine swaps yeah past years and even i think still in global time attack uh, in my in the the second class up where it's street modern global time attack it's just street. You can't do a uh, engine swap that's not um, the same manufacturer. Okay. So like say in my car I could swap it in N fifty four. Okay. And and it would turbocharge it and I would be I would be safe. I could t add a turbocharge of the S fifty four and be fine. Sure. But previous to this year's rules, I couldn't do an LS swap. So you could do like a and I you could do a BMW even if it was MV8 yeah e, yeah I could put an S65 in and be fine what? or I or I could have put an S85 and be fine really yeah because it's still a BMW the, engine okay they didn't care about but I couldn't boost it cylinders. I uh, couldn't I couldn't so I, it was forced induction or more cylinders yeah but not both yep so they changed the rules that you could add two cylinders but keep it NA okay if it was if it was a mixed manufacturer okay yep so the fun so. How that all came about was... Did they stipulate how much you can spend at Jigs? No. Okay, nice. That's that's why it's the, there's like... Jigs, we're also yeah. open for sponsorship. Yeah, there's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's out like quote-unquote outlaw rules when it comes to power. Sure. So like if you can if you can fit like a boost, you know, power adder in within the rules, then the sky's the limit. Okay. Technically, I could sky's the limit with an LS under my, under my hood now. But I don't have an, you know an infinite pocketbook so is it actually in now no i'm still getting it built okay. it's at the machinist That's right now ls3 ls3 yeah okay so i mean it's i got heads built already you know like 500 would be nice at the wheels sure. but but still more you know even a stock ls3 is still 
100 more than what I had before. Right, and more torque. Yep. I mean, the S54 is actually a really torquey engine, but not compared to a yeah. 6.2 liter yep. LS. So. Yep. So the way this all came about was we were at PRI, the Performance yep. Racing Industry Trade Show in mm-hmm. Indianapolis every December. And it's three days. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Spent the two days walking around. I was all set, dead set on supercharging my car because my buddy Brad Yonkers in, oh, yeah. in Michigan. I bought his old throttle yep. bodies. Yep. He has got an ESS supercharger, and that's the car we're co-driving this year yep. in Grid Life. Mm-hmm. And we're like, there's a company that wanted to help us out putting a supercharger on our cars. And we're like, yeah, we'll just have to fabricate a bunch of stuff. We can make it work. It's, that's no problem. So I spent the first two days of PRI looking at stuff to supercharge my car, you know, talking to people, whatever. Yeah. And then the rules came out Friday night oh. for this year for Grid Life. <laughs> and then we're reading through, well, reading through them, PRI. and we're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we can LS swap it. No big deal. And then Brad and I were talking that night. He's like, why don't you just Ellis swap it? I was like, okay. So we started talking, like, could sell my engine, transmission, buy an LS3, or even, yeah, pretty much dead set on LS3 right out the gate and buy a T56. And and then, uh, so that's where I'm at now. But yeah, they spent the last day of PRI running back through the show looking sure, at looking LS at other stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Learning all about it. And like, so what are you going to do a wet sump with it or are you going to do an AccuSump? Try to get a little extra power. Yeah, and yeah, AccuSump for sure. I mean, I you know I doubt the car is going to run this year. Just okay. um, waiting on a kit from Siki Manufacturing because yep. yep. they I've make all those LS kits. For sure. Uh, they were going to have a kit ready like early mid year, but they've sponsored some Formula Drift guys. Ah. So they take precedence over me. And they probably eat parts. Yeah. So <laughs> they're making a 370Z kit now instead of mine. Oh, okay. So instead of an E46 kit, so I'm being patient and just making i don't know i hate doing th- i've i've done this long enough that i know i hate doing things twice yeah that makes buy once cry once one. yeah and buy once cry once yep i haven't heard that one. Oh yeah man <laughs> so that's like i'm taking my time so if like it comes like if push comes to shove and i decide that i want to do a dry sump then yep. i do a dry sump and just it's yeah, only money right the AccuSump is great because i mean Wet sump isn't really the issue. I mean, as long as you're not getting windage from the oil. Yeah. And AccuSump pulls a little bit of crankcase pressure, too, as it's, you know, pulling into a reservoir. So, I mean, it has a lot of benefits. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's guys out there running these engines without dry sumps. Right, right. So, no, there, there's something. There's power. a way. There's ways around it. I just have to figure it out. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, the S54 is a wet sump. Those are fine. But that's a that's that's a, a pretty sophisticated... Manufacturer race engine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's got the, the E36 lightweight oiling system yeah. on it for a reason. So yep. twin pickup and really nice baffles, a good windage tray. For, yeah. for some reason, I'm not mad that you're putting an LS into that. Normally, I get mad about that sort of thing, but this seems that like... That makes sense. It, it's a sensible swap for your application. Yeah. Do you have that to do sense. anything with the axle ratio with the T56, or are the no. ratios similar enough where it'll work? It should be fine. Okay. Because the well the the gears in the T fifty six are so long, yeah, that it it'll be fine. But I still want to put a a taller diff in the rear. Taller. Yeah. Really. Yep. Or so, shorter. I mean. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna say. Like, I'd be surprised yeah. if you weren't going to like so three seventy three or four ten or something. Like three ninety or four ten. Yeah. Yeah. Four ten. Yeah. Well, it's easy. All just buy a, buy an early nineties <laughs> five series four ten diff and swap the ring and pinion into it, and you're good. You already got. Oh, well, we're putting aftermarket diff in our cars because oh okay i mean the stock ones are okay but everyone i've talked to is like yeah you're he's putting in a better diff than than what's in there from the factory or what huh 
Ford 8.8 or what? No, just the diff itself, not the depth to gear ratio. Just a higher quality. Yeah, higher quality diff, like oh. a like a two way. So diff. you're just having Koala put a different. Um, I can't remember the company. There's a company in Japan that's making diffs, and mm. they got. Uh, no, I can't remember now. Wave Track. No, I know who you're talking about. And they are the business. Yeah, but the to- yeah, the, the BMW yeah. diff builder. Toda. To- it's no Toge factory in Chicago's getting some diffs in. Okay. And I know. But you're just talking. I know the. Section, I know. Right? I know. Yeah. The, I know the yeah. brand you're, you're trying to think of is. I I can think it's of their three logo. Letter, it's three letters. A lot of I know. And I'm blanking on their name. Yeah. I keep wanting to say ETS, but that's not right. No, it's not. ETS is from, uh, like New England. Um, but anyway, so yeah. it's clam chowder of the white variety. Boston okay. the red. All right, on that bombshell. Did I? I before we end. We, we still have time. <laughs> we we do have time. I want to talk. I, I do want to do one more matchup for the World Cup of Cars. Sure. Right. <laughs> oh dear. Did you I put need, links for photos or no? I do not have links yet. Uh, I, but I need you to go onto the Googles and type in the Sado. Will S-A- Bing work? Yeah, Bing will work. Whatever. Sado. So S A D O. Five fifty. This is the car that represents Portugal. This white screen. It, that one. Oh wow! What? Yes. The? Look at it. Look how happy it is in this. It's the happiest car in the world. Picture. That is a golf cart with doors. It is literally a golf cart with doors. In Portugal, they oh, have this weird. My word. They have this weird. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is absolutely frightening. If you're wondering what Track this day, looks bro. like for people <laughs> that cannot day, no. see this, imagine <laughs> the front grill off of like God. What does it even look like? Maybe a Chevette. <laughs> You put it on. Yeah, it's it's a Chevette grill with like it, all right, so if you take, sized down work van doors. If you take a Chevette and a BMW like Z3 coupe and you put them together and then you make them have a two hundred or a five hundred and fifty cc engine and then make everything based around that size of engine, I I that's what you get. I want some of whatever. It also your... has some bond bug in it. Yeah, it does. It's got a little bit of I, bond bug in it. It's I, weird. I want some of whatever you're on because I'm seeing no Z3 in that. Oh, he's talking uh, coupe. I'm talking about the Shooting fact that shape. it's the, oh, the whole the clown really yeah. the oh. long front, the long hood, oh. and the tiny little cabin in the rear. Um, okay, what is, is the second car? Yeah. Now the second car, it, it's Spain. 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 I just feel like I don't even need to select a car yet because I'm pretty sure I can name. Any Spanish car, and it will beat the Sato 550. Yeah, let's just do a Seat Leon Cooper R. Seat Leon Cooper R, uh, any Hispano Suiza, um, which are, that's my favorite Spanish I brand. I love the Leon Cooper R. I know it's a horrible vehicle, but like, I just, just don't care. It's, that... a, it's a Mark VI Golf R without the all-wheel drive system. So the question, it's cheap. All right, so I will say, um, why don't you look up the Hispano Suiza uh Ooh, the Alfonso school. No, the Hispano Suiza Porto. P O U R. Spell Hispano Suiza. Oh, I guess I should spell it. H I S P A N O dash S U I Z A. And then, um, and just do the K6. That's easier to spell. Okay. Oh. Yes. What year was this? Ah, yes. Uh, this one wins. Look out! That's actually a really pretty car. I like. Uh, and the car looks gorgeous. Uh, no. no. Although I do like that the driver is forced to drive that's, in the elements. That's I the know, original right? Landau. 
Yeah, that is a Landau, actually. I vote Sayon Land Cooper R. But regardless, either one of those beats the Spain, style. Spain wins. If, well, one I second, one second. Let's show it to Jana. Show Jana the 550. I saw the 550. The Sato 550 and how cute it is. It, it's adorable, but... It's, it's a golf cart with doors. It, it, it's, it's adorable, but what? Spain wins. Spain wins. All right, there we go. Yeah. So... All right, Spain has and not now... because of the Hispana Suiza, because of the Seat Leon Cooper. Because of the Hispana Suiza. <sighs> fucker. That fucker, will be fucker, the fucker. end of the podcast that the Hispana Suiza is the best car ever to come out of Spain. Yeah, the Seat Leon Cooper R is better. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, um, one more thing, actually, before you end. I mentioned <laughs> to you, uh, while I was at. Um... I'm not even done with my beer yet. Oh, wait, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said Spain lost. I don't want them to lose. No, no, no. Spain wins. Win. Spain, Spain wins. wins. It is Portugal. Portugal lost. Portugal. Are you maintaining this bracket? Yes, I am, okay, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the... I, when I was at Cars and Caught... Or not Cars and Caught. When I was at Back to the 50s yesterday, I said, I found the perfect automobile for you. It has a straight eight. Was that the, the Buick... Uh, no, it, it, I sent. I sent no, that, I did send you that picture. It was Oil nothing cushion. to do with it. Um, this is a convertible with a straight eight. It's a two plus two. It has the most. What com- year was it made? I'm getting to that. Uh, it has the most comfortable leather seats. It's got four wheel drum brakes. It is very rare, and it literally has footrests for the rear passengers. And when it was made, it was the fastest production vehicle you could get in America. Do you know what it is? No. It is a 1929 Packard Ponton. It is actually... On I pa- don't want that. On, on paper, <laughs> it's a list of everything you want. It's a convertible. It's got a straight eight. It's got a manual transmission. It's rear-wheel drive. It's I got want this Buick Valvin head silent oil cushioned eight. Uh, that would be a nineteen forty seven, maybe post war. I barely. It might be nah. pre war. It might be pre war. Mm, I'm gonna say that this one's post war because it has the silent oil cushion. Have you ever heard a straight eight with loud exhaust? No, it's but it sounds the most awesome amazing. It is. Yeah. Is yeah, it I, sound better than a CBX one thousand? Yes. Really. Uh, in a very different way. Yeah. Oh. They're, they're too, apples and oranges there. But these things probably revved to like 1,500 RPM. How awesome yeah. can mm, that sound? 3,000 maybe. Yeah, I've, really? seen, I've yeah. seen a video we of one with like straight pipes doing hill climb, oh. and it sounded it does pretty sound. sweet. I bet that sounds pretty super good. Yeah. 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 I like inline engines a lot, and eight cylinders is a pretty good number. <laughs> but I will say cylinders. that that Packard had the most comfortable seat I've ever been in my life. Its uh, seat was uh, stuffed with horsehair, which is actually a common thing Blubsky's back in the era. seats used to be. Now they're stuffed with Goodwill blankets. Because <laughs> that was the best analog we could find. That's true, but yeah, no, that Packard is actually really radical. I like that a lot. It's not a radical though to uh, alleviate confusion. Uh, it, it, it's radical. It is not a radical. Yeah, that's so true. It is radical. Cool. I also like that it was made during. Uh, I own a V8. Actually, no, I don't. That's Scott's car. I don't own a V8. You need to change that. Oh yes, I do. The Ferrari. Yeah, your Ferrari's oh. a V8. Oh, forgot about that. Yeah, you forgot that you owned your I Ferrari. For, no, I forgot it was a V8. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess I forgot I own the Ferrari. There you go. <laughs> it's sitting within my eyesight. So I, I think on that bombshell, I we should, that I owned a Ferrari, we should so, end yeah. that episode with Burger forgetting he owned a Ferrari. Whoops. <laughs> Alrighty. That sounds like a fair bombshell. Uh, we are the 1%. Good night. Cool. Thanks for coming on, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Take care, guys. <laughs>